Oh, hi everyone, this is uh, Ty Pickford from the Health Army and this is the Creative War Room. Today I've got two special guests. One's in Australia and one's across the Tasman in New Zealand. We have Jared Malcolm, uh, Director of Insight Australia. And we have Mike Babich, Creative Director and owner of Insight um, in New Zealand. Welcome guys. How's things going? Good, I'll kick off and then you'll know who's Jared and who's Mike. I'm Jared. It's been good, it's good. It's nice to see some sun in Sydney. Sorry to say that, Mike, but Australians rushing first to get a weather joke in with Kiwis. So over to you. <laughs> oh, it's good. Yeah, things have been, over here have been um, uh, a little unsettled. Um, well, we saw Gerald, Gerald for it, but um, uh, I am the owner of Insight, but up until recently I had a partner um, and he sadly died um, yeah, we had his funeral uh, last week. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, guys. That's what we've had yeah. going on. Well, actually, sorry, a week and a half ago now, but we're, we're coming through that. Yeah, that's very sad news indeed. Yeah, no, we're all, all quite close. Jared as well um, with, with my old partner Dave was Jared's old partner back in the day. So um, a lot of history there. Just on that note, guys, you know, just give, if you can give me a bit of a bit of an idea or a bit of a background on what sort of inspired you to start a healthcare agency of all things. Oh, Toby, that one's easy for me. I mean, I was uh, <laughs> I was running around um, doing a lot of work in. I'm going to date myself by saying this, aren't I? But um, I was doing a lot, a lot of work with a little virus that had um, that was causing problems called HIV, and the HIV virus brought with it a lot of equity issues for a lot of people. So um, in the New Zealand environment and in the Australian environment, um, HIV was stigmatised as a same-sex disease, and largely because a burden of it was falling upon men having sex with men. And sex between two men was illegal at that point mm. in time. And so I was doing a lot of work in, um, in disease prevention and finding ways to stop the virus leaping from person to person. And also in kind of helping communities um, affected by HIV establish and change laws. And one thing led to another and... Um, you know, the legal environment changed, but HIV was still around. HIV prevention became a focus of most of my work. And from there, I spent, I, you know, started working a lot in healthcare. So that's kind of where it came from. And so, so, wow, that's, that's amazing. That, that, I mean, because that was massive, obviously, you know, it's one of our, our biggest scares of all. That's know, right. And I mean, the, the, you know. the, 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 the enemies of our time, were um were were um I don't know if you re if you remember Mike Les Mills and the Brigade and the um, all sorts of conservatives that we were um we were angry angry and yeah. campaigning against and mm. you know you ho hold that anger and move into um, move into communities of disadvantage and vaccines and um and then our work spread out to include pharmaceutical companies um, yeah. and and the medicines they brought to change life. So, so were you in advertising at the beginning? 
Jared, or were you, or were you, were you involved in sort of like more this sort of government campaigning? You actually born born from an advertising background? Um, no, I was. I had a heavy trade license, and I was driving trucks and delivering things uh, at the <laughs> beginning. Hmm. Well, at least I know who can move some of my stuff if I ever. That's right. I mean, my license, which is really my good. license, I actually, and I actually still have it. But, um, but yeah. So no, that, that's where I came from. The communications <laughs> side of my work came in from um, from the need to get posters up and from the need to yeah, activate wow. people. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 cool. And what about what about you, Mike? Where, where, oh, look, sort of got my... you into this crazy world. Yeah, you you said the question. You asked the question like to start you know, healthcare agency, but, you know, I, you know, Insight was started well before I came along um, and I worked in the mainstream ad world, um, the likes of DDB and Mojo, that's gone, uh, Low, that's gone, um, you know, just cars to chocolate bars, basically, and <laughs> I came through Insight's doors in what would have been 2008 and blah, 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 doing a podcast, you know, that's. Yeah. Wow. So Jeez. no, I didn't, I didn't go starting one. I ended up, I ended up in one. In, in one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and that, that, that transition from like the likes of likes of the chocolate bars to cars and then going into selling, selling medications. And um, did you go, Oh, what is this? Or did you go? Oh, this is interesting. Yeah, I, I can, I can deal with this. Look, I'll be, I'll be honest. I was like, I was working a, as a freelancer um, for a while. And I was doing like that was great because you're just making money hand over fist. But like in a lot of places, you you become a bit of a you're a bit of a mercenary. You know, you work on anything. You know, it's, uh, oh, hey, Philip Morris, oh, yeah, why not? Actually, I never, I never worked <laughs> on tobacco or anything like that. But I was working often with um, this, this, this one particular thing. I was working on a cue card. It's one of, you know, I think it's gone now, but it was one of those store cards that you get finance for things. And... Then I'm inside one of the stores doing a photo shoot for it, and I see these people, and I'm just this is stereotyping. I didn't know them, but they did not look very wealthy, and they're looking at this big screen TV, like a bigger screen TV than I could have, you know, afforded. And I'm kind of thinking, holy shit, this is this is kind of this is what this card is aimed at, you know, is selling to people who might not you know, be able to afford it. But, you know, that's okay. That That's a personal decision that you can make. But then the sort of the next brief that came along was they give you a, you know, when you sign up, you get sent a card with it. It's called a cue card. And then I'm having to write an ad saying, hey, did you know you can get money cash out of a cash machine with this card? You know, and then, you know, that's it. it Twenty percent interest, probably. You know, it was just a money shop thing. And at that point, I'm going, ah, oh, there's actually some things, you know, that I am not comfortable doing. And then I started. I came into Insight, and I was working there as a contractor. 
and I came, I think I came in working on cancer stuff and the, you know, it was like kind of deep end, but you kind of doing good, good work. You felt good about you. I mean, I know the perception out there might be that pharma advertising, medical advertising is, um, a bit ruthless, but, but it's not, you know, you're trying to do good things. You're trying to help people live longer or live better. And at least our clients here, you know, New Zealand's a small place. I know all of our clients want to do what's right, you know, and it does feel good. It's much better than, you know, working on those finance or, you know, there's a, it's a good place. It's a good thing to do. Yeah. So you can, you can go home and you can chat to your partner or, or, or whoever you speak to and, and feel good about it, that you're not flogging yeah. cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, you do. And, and I don't feel bad about the stuff I've done before. I mean, mm. I said chocolate bars, you know, there's a lot of personal choice or fast food done a lot of that as well, but you know, had a lot of fun there too. But this is yeah. definitely you, you've, you're at a better end of things. Yeah. So that, that was very much a fun sort of sort of had a lot of bit of fun about it. So did you bring that kind of that fun element element into health? Because health is quite some of it. Some of it, not always, but serious. So did you have that sort of lightheartedness approach to to the briefs? Insight had that too. They had that already. Insight was a fun place. Insight was full of. It has, you know, it's never been a big place, but it, it's full of fun people, you know, and that's a, so there was fun there, but as well as that, yeah, I know I've, I've had fun doing the work. The work that we do here is fun. I mean, you know, we, it's quite different to Australia, but we've been making TikToks and whatnot and, and for HPV, you know, vaccination and that's, been really like super fun you know i have a, you know, mm. had a, a, a good time it's never gone away i enjoy creating there's a few extra challenges but it's not i've never taken it seriously and i think if you do that there, there's a perception out there that oh you're talking when you're talking to doctors you have to talk to doctors are serious people and you have to talk to them in the serious way but you know doctors go and watch star wars as well yeah. you know they don't, they don't go home and watch documentaries on the human heart. You know, they, they watch things that make them laugh and, and, or whatever. It's, um, they just, turns out they're quite like normal people, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's ex absolutely a hundred percent. Gerard, did you beat Mike? There in New Zealand was that was that where you guys met or you, yeah. you'd already sort of buzzed off? Can to, you to... can you can you tell I'm looking at the ceiling, Toby? Thinking of lateral <laughs> thought and about to jump the rails. Um, I want to pick up on what Mike. I mean, essentially, Mike saying doctors are people too. It'd be like this for you too, Mike. We've got a we've got a, a cohort. Listen to me with my science thing on. We've got a cohort of doctors who have rolled out mm -hmm. of a pandemic. They have been working shift after shift after shift after shift. They're knackered. There's a whole group of health workers out there who are 100% exhausted. They, mm. I mean, how do you deal with a pandemic when you're 
when you're holding the front line of people yeah. coming to you. And then when the pandemic finishes, you've still got everything else to deal with and catch up. The people, your patients are more mistrustful of you. The government over here is cutting your rebates. You're not allowed to charge more. You know, I, I was talking to people, a doctor the other day, who said that he hasn't had a break since bef- 2019. He hasn't had Jeez. two days off in a row, right? Mm-hmm. And what extraordinary people. And it's just, Mike was talking about, you know, pharma companies and what people think about us. But so it's, it's just like, it's amazing to be making stuff that goes to people who actually doing their best and caring and Mm. it's not everyone's fault that their time's short and all that sort of stuff and so i mean i was looking at the ceiling and going laterally mike but i think it's just it's just easy in a lot of advertising to forget who's holding the baby and doing the work at the end of the day and for us it's doctors and it's nurses and one of the nice things about what we do is helping a GP helping a practice nurse, helping an oncologist is making a difference to someone's. That's, that's mm. us. And I completely mm. forgot your question, Toby, because I went off on that uh, rant. But it doesn't really matter. To, you know, that's what you, that, those are the people I take my hat off to. So shout out to them, shout out to GPs and, and specialists and nurses. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, what was the question no, no, again? No, the question. Well, the question, the original question was, well, I like the way this is going. <laughs> it's quite cool. But the original question was, did you, you two meet in, in New Zealand? Um, yes, broadly. In the same agency. I moved, yeah. yeah, yeah. I moved to... Um, Jared was already in Australia, thing- but was still an right. owner of Inside Australia. Okay. So, so one of the things that defines what we do is... Um, in our, our world is, is highly regulated. And so the closest thing we could say is um, building products or financial products or ethical prescription medicines, right? So no one can walk into somewhere and buy what we advertise, right? You, you can buy it through your builder, so jib board, um, sheet rocking, that sort of stuff, or you, 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 you go to your bank and you buy an insurance product or something like that, but you can't sort of buy it retail. And that's, that's what most of we do. We do retail work, but mostly that's what defines what Mike and I do is you have to, someone has to uh, prescribe it for you. So there's an extra step in the process. And um, Mike's world is one where they can advertise directly to the consumer, Costa Rica, the U S and New Zealand. You can, they can put an advertisement for a drug brand name on the radio and say, ask your doctor about this. And we can't do that here. Um, yeah. But one of the things that does is it breeds really creative um, people in New Zealand, really strong people and, and people who are very good at communicating in multi-channel um, campaigns. And those people, then, you, you, you know, Kiwis move, they come to Australia and they want that kind of broad view of the industry. And so that's mm. that, that's how Mike and I met. As we sort of we 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 expanded to just look at both sides of the Tasman, and then Mike Mike joined us at that point. Yeah, came in. Does so, that answer that so question? Mike, so that's how we met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it it did. Yeah, that's cool. So Mike, the, as Gerard was talking, um, you can 
a lot of people don't know this, but you can advertise. It's like it's, it's not like the um, America where you can actually you, you can put it right out there, right? Um, where yeah. in, then you have to explain all the yeah. all the issues that are going to go along with it, adverse yeah. adverse events and all that kind of stuff. Again, yeah, New Zealand twenty like seconds that. of ad and five minutes of of yeah legal talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's um we're just Australia and New Zealand very very different. I mean, look, we stay, we still get, there's a lot of hoops and there's a lot of guidelines and rules, but, you know, and Australians um, can't figure how we do the stuff that we do here often, you know, like it's because it is quite different and we've got Australian clients and, you know, it, it does take them a little while to trust us that when we say what we're going to do, um, because they're a bit like it makes Australians very nervous because the rules over the over yours are so different. And then when mm. you go, oh, yeah, no, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. They're like, eh, put the brakes on, and and then you explain how it works. Um, but it's very carefully managed. We have a agency body system that essentially makes sure we don't say anything we shouldn't be saying um, called Taps. Um, and that's yep. good. That keeps everyone honest. So yeah, that's good. A bit of difference. Yeah, that's a bit of difference. Do you, you feel jealous, Joe, when you when you we talk to Mike about some of the stuff that they can they can do, and you, you and we can't. Yeah, I do because um, because Mike's a step closer to the people he's talking to and about, and mm. um, and, and you know the other thing. Oh, you know, there's that, there's that thing they say about photo shoots, you know, big film shoots or photo shoots in New Zealand and Australia and it gets to the end of the direct day and there's 20 minutes left and the director wants to move the camera up to the top of the hill to get the sunset shot and the Aussie crew says, oh, sorry, mate, we're not going to get that done in 20 minutes and the New Zealand crew by the, is gone because they're over the fence and carrying the camera, right? <laughs> and, um, and I feel jealous, you know, my... The, the gang that Mike's got with him, the people in the agency, they they really cover a lot of um, hat. They wear a lot of hats, and they're general. They're really, really, really good general purpose people because you have to be in New Zealand because you've got to cover a breadth of it, mm. right? So you have to do a bit of this and a bit of this and a bit of that, and you come over here and you end up with someone whose job is that bit and that bit and that bit and that bit, and they can become gatekeepers. So this doesn't even get to that medical person yeah. until this person said hello to it, right? And so that, so you've you've got gatekeeper after gatekeeper in the in the in the Australian more bureaucratic environment, whereas sometimes what I'm jealous about is Mike can almost knock on the door of the person who's approving it and go, hey, do you think this will fly? And if not, what do we need to change? And there's a closeness to it that mm. builds better work because it's collaborative from an early point and it's, it's, it, it, it gets everyone doing a line to do the right thing by the work and no one taking positions, yeah, which you get in the bigger place. Yeah, right. So, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I do miss yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent of that. Yeah, it's real true. That's real true. But also, the thing I notice is a difference is that here, um, and, and we, like I said, a lot of our, we get New Zealand is a little bit of a side office to Australia. So often our companies here are run from Australia 
and we're like an office and it's, you know, they get told what to do. But one of the crazy things here is that, as Jared said, we aim, you aim for this breadth. You're talking to all of New Zealand who could take the bloody thing. And whereas in Australia, it's like you aim for the middle and, you, and I'm going to pick on you a bit. It's like it gets dumbed down because you're aiming at that middle, that, God, I hope I'm not being offensive because I don't know, but that Kath and Kim middle, you know, and that middle, when you do something that is quite sort of like, you know, it's it's non-everything, non-offensive, mm. non-this, non-that, but that middle is on its own is bigger than all of New Zealand, you know, mm. So it's, it's not like it's fair to say, oh, well, that's because we do all this fun, creative stuff and we're better at it. It's also just the maths are different. You know, hitting mm. the middle in Australia with that kind of work Dang. gets more people anyway, you know, than we can get here. You know, yeah, I'm, also, in, Mike, I think Australian work, to, to me, looks much more aligned with North American work, and that I'm and what I'm doing here is I'm holding up two fingers and I'm putting them in my eyes and then I'm putting them straight out towards the microphone, which is my symbol for two barrels of shotgun straight down the barrel at you, which yeah. is what you know I always think about North American work. You're not really allowed many diversions or much of a joke because any hint that someone might not get it is gone. Yeah, that's it. Ambiguity is not in. So when you see the best of the North American work in shows it is fabulous because it communicates so directly right it moves you it's so strong when you see the worst of north american work it just seems like a blunt instrument yeah mm. whereas sometimes a lot of say the new zealand work can seem like it's arising from those creative bots like india or from um hong kong even where there's more diversity in the messaging yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and one of the big things is, is research too. You know, a lot of, um, uh, quite often the process of research will really, really cut out ambiguity because it's designed to, to communicate, to ensure that the communication is clear. <laughs> and so, um, so research seems to make work more and more what I would call North American in focus. Yeah, right. Okay. So, sounds like, you know, I'm just sort of listening to this and it sounds like over over here, we've got, we've got not necessarily all the time, but we've got a lot more homogenized kind of creative. Whereas, whereas, you know, New Zealand, yep. you're saying Mike is a bit more, you know, a bit more sharper, you know, a little bit more uh, ferocious. Yeah. And it's also, it's changing, but um, but in 2008 to 2016, there were some big reforms happening in Europe and North America, which are the, which are large markets. And so there wasn't a great deal of scrutiny on Australia and New Zealand, right? In terms of were we doing stuff that was contributing to the global brand and the global messaging? And we had a lot of freedom, right? But those roller doors, boom, 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 started to come down in Australia around about 2013, 14, 15, yeah? Because this 
Australian contribution to the global pool was, you know, significant enough to get some kind of scrutiny. And it started to be, no, you guys come into line, you guys come into line, you come into line with a lot of the global stuff. Um, so I, I don't know whether to some extent, Mike, you've got a little bit of freedom there because you sit still 12 hours away from, you know, from head office. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, the numbers aren't, some, maybe sometimes the numbers aren't good enough to be, you know, that we hardly get noticed as well. But the budgets aren't high either. That's the other thing. So we work at budgets that I don't think in Australia you'd be even able to, you know, get the cameraman for it. You know, it's a, that's just how, how it works here. So I don't know, maybe we get some slack there. Maybe they don't completely understand our market, so they just let, let us go a bit more. Mm. But they also do stuff like saying, no, you're going to do this work, you know. Um, you know, that happens too. We get pushed around as well and just told, no, run this ad um, and it'll, mm. you know, have like a, uh, an African-American on it and they've like, uh, you know, say it's a Maori, you know, this sort of thing. And you're both like, hang on. Luckily, when you have people on the ground here, they know what doesn't work, you know, and they'll... Um, and fight for it and we twist and we alter and yeah just just think the clients i'm just trying to compare the clients now just between australia and new zealand how different do you think they are we, we sort of mentioned like creatively we, we're sort of in a different different we're different zones sometimes what about clients i mean how how you know are they braver in new zealand are they kind of a bit more globally connected in australia what do you guys think about the clients Every, differences. everyone everyone is all our clients are afraid you know mm. they just constantly are they're just very fearful people you know working in this industry and they're and they're afraid of the medical director you know essentially and they're afraid of something going wrong and the buck stopping at their door but i think they know that if you do stuff that's too bland then they'll just won't sell anything and then they won't have jobs. So they're kind of motivated on that side as well. You know, and some of, some of ours, when we've had Australian clients have been highly into the fact that they're, you know, working here, that we can do more creative work and they've been, that's great, you know, but on the other hand, you've got people who are like, just dumb it down. You know, that's not the Australian way, you know, aim for that middle, et cetera, et cetera. But it's to say mm. that, they're just people, you know, some of them embrace the creativity and the chance to be creative and others just want to go cushy and not have anybody, you know, complain about anything, you know, but Jared yeah. might say something else. I don't yeah. Know. What do you think, Jared? You, you think that's, that's true representation? of? I think they're pretty similar, the clients, hmm. um, the yeah. main, the real difference. I mean, there's a huge difference again, go, I'm going off piece, but, um, Largely, the clients are centred in Sydney or in Melbourne, right? Um, the difference here currently is that there is still uh, an industry in Australia and clients can shift from client to client. So you can be in this and change jobs. 
yeah you to promote you can move from company to company to company um and it's a lot you're a lot less mobile in new zealand because um they're just that not not that many head offices to go through no. so you end up with you end up with some clients who in my you know without being judgmental or completely hopeless and you end up with other clients who without being judgmental are gorgeous and lovely and really effective and you, you kind of um you know in australia they can cycle through you can kind of see them through three or four different uh client companies the same people um you can't do that in new zealand and uh you just you know there's a there's a cartoonist in new zealand who said the thing is you know you 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 draw us a really shit cartoon of someone that takes the mickey out of them and the one thing you can guarantee is that next week you'll be sitting on a plane next to that person right it's <laughs> it's it's very very um you cannot really like if you really really do someone a downer um in new zealand it's a very it's a protestant exit you just you just that's it that's it you've done it you're over and out with that person it's done you, yeah new, new zealanders just don't town. get to that point yeah australians will have blow up all the time mm. it's more catholic you know forgiveness you can say what your motivation was and you can sense there's a sense that you can move on well you can't move on in new zealand we're dark little people with acorns for hearts and like you 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 work new zealanders work hard to keep it nice and keep it active and um Well, that's I think that's a, a big difference between the between the clients and it's the, yeah. but it's the same and it's the same with creators you know you can move agencies here um you can go freelance into the freelance pool toby you can come back into the agency world you can go back into the freelance pool right mm. you don't really have that mobility um in health in new zealand because mm. the 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 specialty area you know you're down to it's niche man you know 25 people yeah you know it's niche. yeah right yeah jeez so it really okay. it, it it changes things that you you work hard to you work hard to work together because you're next you can bet you'll be doing it for years it's a long yeah. it's yeah so so what about getting i mean this i guess it's the same for getting brave work through you know and 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 great work i mean it's so it's so easy as you guys know and and Mike might mention it it's so easy to get well actually it's not easy it's actually quite difficult to get mediocre work through it's it's freaking so hard to get awesome work through and and do you think there's this is exactly the same between the two countries do you think like you said some of the clients are a little bit braver they don't want the bland they don't want to hit that cat and kim area you know um what what do you think is it easier to sell in braver work there or, or just as hard and here in new zealand or in it yeah look, i i think it is because one you've you kind of the relationships are a lot closer to with a very close with our clients and jared brought it up at right at the start and when he said the difference mm. between australia is that is that we're really close most people are in auckland and Auckland is not very far away and you drive you can drive to their place since covid a lot of it's done online like this but you know you can the more people you involve the more chance right from the beginning the more chance you have of getting your good work through to a point where 
when it's coming out the other end, it's still good. Because mm. if you can get that medical director, even like some of them are in Australia and they're on calls like this and like just right at the earliest point that you can and then they understand the idea, they understand what you're trying to do and also the problem, by the way, like because often a lot of medical directors come in and they look at a piece of work and they haven't really read the brief, they don't really understand what the problem is out there, but they sit there and, and we're talking to them and they see, oh, these are real people and they're not being dicks just wanting to do like mm. fun stuff for themselves and we're discussing the, you know, the patients and the problems and here's what we want to do. And in a way, sometimes you almost see they take ownership of that idea as well. It mm. becomes part of their property too. And you're always hitting snags right through the process, but they have a greater understanding and, and they'll work towards maybe trying to come up with a solution. And Jared mm. said that at the start, it's like, it's almost like I can go knock on their door and chat it out. Now, I, I actually, I don't do that, but I do with my clients and I will in a bigger group and come in and you try to solve the problem rather than a straight, oh, yeah, you can't say that. No, do something mm. else. Mm. You know, you get this, if, if you're lucky and if they know the idea, they know the bit that needs protecting and you're more likely to come out the other end with it intact. Yeah. I mean, Jared, you always, you always we, lose. You, you know, <laughs> we know, we know, we know, uh, surely, you know, we know the medical, the people here. What's, what's stopping us from doing exactly what Mike's talking about there? No, why, nothing. why is it so bloody Why is it? Difficult? Because the most creative, some of the most creative people you work with are your medical team and they get pitched as Dr. No. So you get a lot of interference where the brand managers will look after, look after, look after, and they'll say, well, so-and-so won't approve that, so-and-so won't approve that. And mm. whereas actually, you know, the, I've got a bachelor's degree and a truck license. I'm talking to someone with two PhDs. Why wouldn't I listen? Like, why would I assume that person didn't know? Like, they've read the stuff. They know their stuff. I have a passing familiarity with my science brain to a really complicated area of treatment. I'm talking to someone who's researched it and lived in it for two years. Why wouldn't I think they knew what they were talking about? Why would I think they didn't understand, right? They mm. do. They're the experts, they're the subject experts. And I mean, I've got one at the moment, Toby, and here's the thing is, right? We've been trying to say it's better. And <laughs> basically what the medical are saying is it's not, right? Now we've been in a fist fight what if I say it this way? What if I say it that way? What if I put an asterisk on it? What if I put a dagger on it? What about a qualifier? The point is we're trying to say it's better, right? doesn't mm. matter how you do it. It's not. So <laughs> why do the 14 rounds of revisions? Because it's mm. whichever way you pitch it, whether it's visual, whether it's words, it's like not the right claim to make. But can I say mm. it's newer? Oh, yeah, it's newer. Mm. For a year. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Can we do that? Mm. Yeah. No problem at all. And if you'd go that route, you could say it's a newer platform of te technology platform with great advantages, right? Well, doesn't that mean better? No, it, it's newer. So what I'm getting at is, yeah, that's that. It's a much better communication for me than something that was dead in the water and got watered down. To yeah. be able to 
work with someone and say, okay, what can we say with meaning versus mm. what can we attempt to say and resile from and asterisk ourselves and dagger ourselves and qualify mm. ourselves? This is literally the dagger ourselves. Yeah. yeah, dagger ourselves. This product is the strongest one of two presented on a Friday in a room to nine people. Like, that's not a claim, right? This product is in a beautiful blue box. That's a claim. Because <laughs> you can yeah. say it with heart. And, and the medical team, and I, I think in a lot of the biffo that I've observed, the medical team are essentially trying to say to me, you are well off the mark. Go back and rethink it. Like, a, But the only mechanism they have to do that is to quibble with words. Mm. Honestly, if they get in front, of, they get in front wanting, of me, they can just say what they think. I've been wanting and, to write a dictionary for, our, for healthcare advertising, an approved set of words, because the thing that's always I've come, look, I've never given up. But I, I swear that many of our clients, they don't, they open a may of beans because they can't bring themselves to say the word can, you know, because you say uh, this can help with this problem, you know, and you go, oh, you can't say can help with this problem. You have to say it may help. May. You know, <laughs> because can is like, could mean does. Definitive. Go, no, it, it can help, yeah. you know. Um, and, and things like that. And when you say it, it protects, you know, our vaccines, you say this protects against something. And it comes back and says, no, it, you can say it may help protect against. And you go, no, protects, something protects against something. That's not, a, that's not an absolute. That's not 100%. It's protection can be broken it's just that's what it does. It protects. A seatbelt protects you in a car accident from flying through the window. It doesn't stop you from flying through the window. It doesn't stop you from dying. It just protects you from that stuff as best it can. But no, you have to say helps protect. And then you can't say it can help protect. You have to say it may, you know, like it might well, yeah. So, so how do we stop this? I mean, it was interesting. You talked about daggers and how do we stop us daggering our ideas to death? Is, is it, is it the process is wrong? Is it the fact that, that, that marketing doesn't talk to, to medical? Is it, what is it that's, that's broken here? Because I, I, I come across this a lot and, you know, I've worked with some good, really red hot, uh, medical directors and they're great you know and like you say they, they're really open they want to sell the product they want to do the right thing so i'm just wondering you know what what's what, what's wrong here is it is it is it some sort of antiquated system that we've got that's, that needs to be readdressed it's the world is working it's and and taken when you say the world but when you get into medical it gets even tighter is is trying to work to the zero risk profile and zero risk profile is the worst thing you can try to do. You know, it's with so many industries, they go, okay, we've got, we'll try to move towards zero risk. And with zero risk, you actually kind of get a zero gain. So people can look at something and go, hell, um, that might make somebody laugh and they might not get it. So let's take that out. 
It's, is it 1% risk worth it? No, let's try to move towards zero. So everything just gets taken out and pulled to bits. What makes me laugh is that pharmaceutical companies are built on so much risk. I mean, they go out there and they develop a drug and they it will cost them a billion dollars to get it to market, mm. you know, and that's a lot of risk because it doesn't always work. Yet when it comes to talking about it and you get somebody in there going, well, I don't want somebody knocking on my door. So we'll just say no to more things. So it's fear. And it's okay. fear and accountability. Mm. I'm, I'm star- you, guys, you guys actually won't be able to see any pictures of this because we're just recording sound here, but I'm just seeing <laughs> Gerard here. He's gurning away. Wriggling around. I'm gurning away. away. He's gur- gurning, yeah. How do we change it was your question, Toby. And yeah. um, the answer is things like this that you're doing now. Why are you doing this? But why are you doing this podcast? I mean, I'm not sure that anyone's listening, but why are you doing it? I'm doing right? it to, I'm doing it to hopefully, yeah, help people hmm, yeah. understand or, or, or to get a bit of an insight into, into, but yeah, into that's this how, that's how you change this is communication. Yeah. And that's how you change the medical thing. And that's how you change the risk thing. Because um, I agree with Mike 15% to the point where the generalization about no one wants risk runs out as soon as you get into a specific instance. So um, I'm doing work in a really highly competitive environment. So where there's so many codes and so many lawyers and so much scrutiny of some of the stuff that we put down on paper. And if I stuff that up and it gets challenged, the consequences are every piece of material gets pulled out of market. And I go back six months because I have to start something fresh, right? So what I'm getting at is the consequences of a withdrawal of materials because you've made a wrong claim are big. But there will still be bubble through opportunities at trade shows, at one-on-one meetings, when you're doing sponsorships. When, so these opportunities are a chance to make the messages more appealing and diversify them and, and give them nuance around the edges, right? And bring the brand to life. In order to rep- find those opportunities, you have to know what's going on. To know what's going on, you have to be in the room with the client when they're discussing doing them because they're probably doing them with another agency down the hall who's got a media cousin who's got a media partner in alignment with this or the opportunity came from someone else. So for for us, for me, the days of actually being in a room and understanding all the activity going on in a client have gone. Yeah, Mm -hmm. You're now brought in for this or you're brought in for that. So the opportunity to do what you're doing, like why aren't we sitting down having a medical director on this podcast? Bring them in, talk to yeah. them, develop them, build the relationship. And we had the same thing, you know, we had a little industry group where we got together once a year, just health people for a cocktail party and a booze up and look at some work. We don't do it anymore, right? Because mm. everyone's got sharper, they're worried that, you know, that nasty hue is going to nick our work or you go to the Prime Awards. And, <laughs> you know, I, well, I was talking to someone just recently and they're a New Zealander it's, and, and they've done a great bit of work, right? 
and it would have been a sitter for something at, at, at Prime or another awards show, but the client company won't let them enter it yeah. to celebrate the creativity in it because someone else might see the competitive IP in there. Yeah. Mm. And so, so the long and the, where I'm circling back to is the way you do it is relationships and conversations, and it's getting harder and harder to have conversations. And especially post COVID when it's difficult to even be in the room with people. So in turn, that's one of the things I've noticed is keep your agencies out and keep treat them as suppliers of specific services. And maybe that's because we're our own worst enemy because we charge by the hour. So you ring up Marcia in high heels. Hello, Marcia, I just want to run something by you. And has she started the clock ticking? Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Are you being billed for what was essentially a thought bubble? right? Or are we as agencies mm. co-investing and saying, look, we'll come in and spend half a day, run this around and do a workshop on it and see what happens and generate some ideas out of it. And then you can take those ideas to your medical department. There's no risk attached to them because you haven't had to generate a PO. And agencies, as they get tighter, no one's doing that kind of investment. Are we creating that environment where people can, um, can, you know, are we creating the environment, Toby, where you can have a podcast conversation like this with a with a sales manager and with a medical director mm. and a creative and a and a brand manager? Uh, are we yeah. are we creating that environment? Is our industry doing it, or is our industry just sort of scooting back to? I have to charge, or else the digital guy down the road is going to nick my brand business. It, it, you're right, and, and and I wonder if that's being dictated to because of nature of where agencies have got to um in this day and age and also a lot of them have been more multinational nationally driven so mm. therefore that 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 conversation has been really defined by the way they structure their business um how many the more people see business? that you're a real person like at our, our clients and and dave you know the late david anderson was big on this the more they trusted us, the more they knew, because I think a lot of people out there, they think, oh, advertising Sharp Charlies, they're just interested in doing a thing and they don't really care about my work. You know, and that's that's not the truth. You know, we're really interested in doing good work and I want to sell the thing as well. At the end of the day, mm. that's what's important, that it sold the thing, you know, or, or people made this change and, Etc. Etc. So, and and it doesn't take long for people to see that. Yeah, it's nice to know, and I, I think you guys, particularly having a and, and myself, you know, uh, I don't know how small you are over in in New, New Zealand, Mike, but a, a business that's that's not owned by a multinational, you can do what you want. I think, I think the thing, and this is it's not really our mantra. Maybe it is, but it's like always try. You know, in the end, you can go, this, will, this won't go through, this won't go through. And there's things, you don't waste your time. You can see stuff that's, that is inappropriate and will not go through. Um, and experience tells you not to bother. But at the same time, <laughs> don't, like, always push, always try, you know. Go, go forward and you've got this nice idea. And you know what, you, you get them through every now and again. You know, you go in with three ideas at a presentation and if one of them 
sits in the bag in case things are going bad because it's the blander version of the idea and you know that if they saw that they would just go for it because oh look that's inoffensive and non-risk and all of that stuff but at the same time they see those two and and sometimes you even just sell the top idea and that's it Mm. but you don't always sell the top idea but i'm laughing definitely don't sell it if you don't go in with it i'm laughing at you toby because you just did a stand concept for a visiting congress where there was a three meter high giant funnel web spider and the delegates emerged from out of the spider's fangs and i just think that people are going to remember right so that's that's and this is this is this is great guys i mean i appreciate you jumping on call we're going to sort of speed things up we're nearly nearly sort of getting towards the end of it and we we've hardly scratched the surface um is there any sort of work you guys want to sort of chat about in terms of something that you're really proud of um at all um that you feel that you've sort of like broken through and, and have done something brave in the health space and it's and it's got through and how did it get through i'm not going to talk about my work because i can't um i don't talk about client work but you also asked us if we could remember a piece of work and that was a tricky one yes and what and the piece of work i remember is mike's um and it's about information at a time um when you might be hearing bad news about your health and it was a radio ad where the guy young you know chap turns up to his doctor and is being told he has cancer and all he hears is cancer 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 out of a whole 15 minute conversation and i thought that was just one of the most extraordinary pieces of work it was touching real and um and and truthful right because that's what it would be like yeah extraordinary radio yeah it was yeah radio and a, and a small video that went with that as well i mean it was just radio with pictures in the, in the video but yeah that, that was nice i think years ago we did a an ad for ritalin that was um because ritalin was just they were about to discontinue it the, the novartis was about to stop bothering in new zealand because these long acting versions of of the same sort of thing were um pushing it out no one was prescribing it something that lasted sort of two hours and we came at that with a strategy that was like yes you can you know basically there was the kid's not a robot i'm not a robot and it's like at some point you're going to have to come off they're going to have to come off this drug and if you just medicate the problem, then how will they ever learn to to be themselves with their condition? And Ritalin's for attention deficit disorder or anyways. hyperactivity in children. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway, so anyway, yes, Ritalin. Really interesting thing is that last year I was talking to a, and I was so I was really proud of that campaign, um, and I was talking to a psychiatrist. And I, t- I was talking about Ritalin. He goes, yeah, Ritalin is getting quite rare now. It's just about on the way out. And he goes, it's always been, you know, it's always been a sort of a low-level brand. He goes, except for some point, you know, in the early 2000s when, you know, pres- when sales of prescriptions spiked, 
you know, <laughs> and I don't know why that was for. And I'm like, that was for the ads. This was like 15 years later. And the guy remembered the spike in Ritalin use over the, you know, because of those ads that we wrote. I, you know, I felt good about that. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's really cool. It's just, it's, 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 it's great to see that on, you know, hear that and, and see it on paper as well. And you, you, you see your work doing something and you can see the rise in the graph and it's, it's, it's beautiful, but what, what kind of stuff do you use? I mean, to, to get that kind of great work through and, and, and wonderful work, what sort of, I mean, I'm calling it because it's the creative war room. I'm calling it weaponry. What sort of weaponry do you use? I mean, do you use, use your, I mean, that the cancer, cancer, cancer one, that seemed to be a beautiful, just true insight, a human truth truth. that came out there. Yeah. Just the truth. So what kind of, to get, to get work across and you know, it's going to be a little bit, Oh, this is going to be a tough one. What kind of weaponry do you use? On the harder end of things, we do HPV Gardner. So we do HPV um, immunization for one of our clients Mm -hmm. and that gets harder. You're talking about so HPV is sexually transmitted and mm. you have to be careful because they give it to children before they're sexually active and they don't, they're very careful with the, so that they don't talk too much about sex in a way that people would see it and then go, oh, get worried about giving it to children. But we've been recently been doing advertising aimed at 18 to 26 year olds, which is this missing gap that existed of, of unimmunized people. And with the programmatic advertising as such, you can say, well, those, those people won't see this ad and we've just been let off the hook. And we went in with the weaponry of this is how you have to talk to these people and show them examples of how they get talked to, how what 20 year olds are looking at Mm. and what they're not looking at. And it's interesting how well that has carried. We've done some fantastic ads. We have one that is soon to launch, which is, it's just going through all the names of cock penis, you know, you know, um, um, that you can think <laughs> on like a wiener. Yeah. And it's a, it's a video with, and my art director went off and he photo, he took photos of sausages, all he put all these sausages, took all these photos of them dressed up. It's like a stop motion thing. And it just goes through every name that you could think of calling a wanger, you know, in 15 seconds Cumberland (laughs) and it's just yeah whatever you call the thing make sure you protect it and it's like wow that's gonna be you know that's some great that's some fun stuff doing that yeah so you've got the guardrails there haven't you then so your weaponry is kind of like okay well these guys are looking at this this is what this is how they operate this This is how you have to talk this is how you have to talk. And if you don't talk that way, you're going to be woof, straight up the mark. Yeah, that's, that's, also, that's, that's, that's the, the, the people you're afraid of seeing it are unlikely to see it. That's the other yeah. thing. We have gone in there with, we've got grabbed some programmatic ads that you, that you, you know, the ads that you see on YouTube roll or whatever and say, have you ever seen these ads? And they go, I've never seen mm. that. And I go, yeah, but, and you show them the numbers of people who have seen it in New Zealand who aren't you, who aren't 
a 50 year old woman, you know, yeah, a marketing manager, but are a um, 20 year old, you know, partying, drinking person, this is what they see. You've never seen it, you know, and mm. yet it's a very big campaign. And that yeah, that's good. gives them a lot of trust too, just throwing a bit of fact and proof out there. Well, one last question, guys, because we're really we are running on the on the on the time here. Um, we'll have to do another one of these because we obviously there's lots of questions that I wanted to ask. Um, so when you, I always ask this to my to my guests: Do you have a like a war cry? Do you have a sort of a thing? I mean, you mentioned it um, earlier on, Mike, about you know always try. I don't know whether that's something that's that's you know that is a war cry for you. Um, but do you guys have one? Uh, like Jared's going to have a bit more to say. Jared loves a pitch, and you know you've you've got to have a hook. That's Jared's thing. But we, uh, I, I'm as loose as all shit. Honestly, we get <laughs> our stuff together, and we're still working on it in the morning of the pitch, which turns like we turn Jared's hair white. But <laughs> Honestly, we've got it done. It's just that we're still compiling it and adding bits and whatnot. I found that when you were trying to rehearse things too much, which is apparently what you're supposed to do, but you came across flat, you know, you came across mm. rehearsed. Whereas when you got there, and by the way, we present, we're proud of the stuff we're showing. And it comes out mm. when you hold it up. One of the things that I really miss that's just kind of old school technology and that is the board that is the black cardboard with the with the idea glued to the front of it because i love that you held it up you you had it there and you're talking mm. and and you went to pick it up and they all lean forward a bit and then you put it down you go actually a few things and then you start chucking a few disclaimers in but they're itching to see it by the stage because you've you almost showed it to them and then you put it back down again. And then not just that, you talk, you hand it to them, you put it in their hand. And when people are touching something and they're connected to it and they're looking at it, you fucking sold it, you know. Exactly. So what was your war cry? I didn't, I didn't you know, it was it Honestly, being loose as fuck or something? That was it? That was, that's it. It's not. It's, we just go in and, and we do it. Yeah, cool. Um, and and there's we should be better planners. Gerard, have you got any war cries? Oh, we just say let's make it happen. Yeah, mainly is the main one. Cool. But um, love it. I, all I'm going to say, Mike, is um, I've wasted hours of my life sitting through creative people <laughs> telling me what they're going to show me. If your heart's in it, if it's that good, just show me. I'm not a bloody idiot. Show me. Show me. Put it out there. Flop it out. Show me. Don't spend 20 Get minutes telling me what I'm no, going to do. No, 20 see. minutes. And I'm then show me something different. I'm not going to spend 20 right? minutes. I was talking about I'm Show me show your Cumberland. You minute. I am going to show you something that's driven by an insight. The insight is this. No, it made us think this. So we're going here and I'm seeing this and here it is. And then it's like, no, it's not. It's nothing no. like that. No, All the other nothing. stuff at the front, I'm just, it's honestly, you get to the point where you think, this is what I think. Come on. What have you done? Show me. 
Look, and you know, that's, that's no, I'm, I'm not saying this to you. I'm saying this to anyone listening yeah. to this podcast. You're presenting to your CDs, right? You're standing there. You're young. You're full of vim. You're full of vigor. You've been up to 12 o'clock the night before. It's great. I get it. You're in the world. You're happening. But I want to see what you can do for me. Show me. Yeah. Where's your copy draft? Or where's your scamp? Yeah? Or where's your storyboard? Or what? is it don't tell me what it is because no. i'm over that i am no. over people telling me what they're going to show me show me and that's Absol something absolutely don't take the surprise out of it either i'm actually in, in oh, when yeah. i say you get to talk about it and i almost lift it up we're talking about a little bit it's just that i often it's actually natural I'm about to show and then i realize that i've got to say that these are just drawings or something you know, I tell oh, no, before and, I show you this, these are just drawings oh, and, and oh, such and such. Look, but it's a second. No, telling people what they're about to see is not what you should do because then they see it and it's either it's going to underwhelm them, you know. Let's sit down and have the team show us another 25 PowerPoint slides before they get to the scamp that they didn't have time to do. I mean, mm -hmm. honestly, no one, like, like, yeah, terrific. What's PowerPoint? That was going to be my that was going to be my last question, parting question for you guys. And what would you, what would you, you know, tell somebody who's wanting to get into this this business? What bit of wisdom would you give them to help them along? I think anyone coming in, that my biggest warning is it takes longer to learn the ropes than you think. Okay, it took me a year before I knew why I couldn't say what I wanted to say and why I had to say it a certain way. And I've never pushed, stopped pushing. It's just that I have a greater understanding of how it works and why it works that way. Also, having skin in the game, I don't want to upset the apple cart in an industry level either and, and ruin things. But, but also, you know what, if, if you're young and you're looking, you know, for a bit of rock and roll, then work in mainstream advertising first. You know, go work at one of the big agencies and swim in the big pool and present chocolate bars and, and McDonald's and all of that because that's a lot of fun too and you'll learn a lot, you know. But this is not so much rock and roll and we're kind of nerds and that's fun too. <laughs> Nerd and roll. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys, um, time's up, and um, I really appreciate your your time, Mike. I know it's you're two hours ahead of us, so um, sorry it's getting late there now. And we really yeah. appreciate your time, Jared. It's great as always talking to you. Um, you know, we 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 wind and we weave around different sort of areas, and really, I really appreciate appreciate that. So, guys, thank you so much for joining the Creative War Room. And uh, we're going to do it again soon, maybe with a with with a medical um, lead or something like that, you know, a medical director or something like you say. Maybe we make a, a different sort of style of podcast that, that we oh, can. Oh, that'd be fun. Um, have, yeah, yeah, yeah let, let, let's do it. Let's do Show it. Show them let's really it, cool medical ads that have been made, you know, and say, yeah, look at that. Yeah. You know. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Right. And no um, it's been fun.